welcome to Whistle Stomp, the most up-to-the-minute, cutting-edge American politics podcast in all of the cyber, brought to you by the Biopod Network. Please note that this podcast was recorded before the debates, and also that we are not affiliated with Slate Magazine. Tonight, Gumba Master. I've been digitally violated. Bucky. Just, is there a description that says, like, we have photoshopped out the vagina for privacy reasons or something? And Caitlin. Um, James, what else you got? Plus me, James Sheaves. Am I reducing the level of the discourse by talking about candidates' weights? Enjoy the show. Please enjoy the show. Hi, everyone, and uh, welcome to the uh, new Biopod spin-off show that we've just decided that we're doing. Uh, my name is not Byron Hussey. I'm James Sheaves. Perhaps you've heard me on a previous Biopod program. Uh, and we are not joined by Byron today. We're, we're doing this program in his stead. Uh, nonetheless, I'm joined today by Caitlin. Hi. Bucky Seto. Hello. And the master himself, all the way from Switzerland, uh, Gamba Master. Grazie. Um, so, everyone, today is uh, nominally uh, a show about US politics. Uh, it's sort of a dumb time to start a politics um, program because uh, next well, um, shortly after this is recorded, the debates will have happened and we won't have commented on them. But uh, here we are anyway. We're, we're going to do a, our best with the stuff that's in the news cycle currently and um, I'm, I'm sure it'll remain completely up to date and nothing substantial will change. Um, uh, but first, how's everyone doing? How, how, how are you all? Um, I killed a lizard today. Oh. Um, would you like to tell us some more about that story? So, um, I had some very dirty shoes that I'd left outside because they got all muddy and I brought them in this morning to give them a bit of a clean with some warm water and some soap. And I sort of set them aside and, uh, a little tiny skink came out of those shoes, little baby skink. And I was absolutely delighted I took a photo, I shared it on my Facebook page, it got lots of likes, and everyone was like, well, isn't that just a feel-good story of the day? Is, um, is, a, is a skink a familiar species to our uh, non-Australian listeners slash participants? Yeah, does skink mean anything to you, Gumba? I heard the word. S-K-I-N-K? Skink? So that's not a species that well, I, I know it's a li- It's not a species that we have, but I know it's a lizard. Okay. Yeah, it's a small lizard. It's like a little baby guy. Obviously, actually, a blue tongue lizard is a kind of skink. Is, is it, it actually? Really? Did, you, yeah. did, you, uh, did you kill it on purpose? or? No, no. I, yeah, I haven't gotten to the actual part of the story. So um, I left it out. I left my shoe outside so that it could just crawl out on its own accord. So later on, I came over and it didn't seem to be in my shoe anymore. And uh, I gave oh. the shoe a bit of a tap, oh, as see. you do. I gave the shoe a bit of a tap. I, I reached into the toe just in case it was still down, like, in the toe, and I didn't feel it. So I just, like, put those shoes straight on, and, like, eight hours later I took those shoes off, and there was a little little skink corpse just by the toe of my shoes. I crushed that skink to death. <sighs> oh. 
Oh. Yeah, it's it's a it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. It's, it's a not a good day for Karen, but it's arguably a worst day for Skink. Yeah, uh, and the worst the sh- part the is people are still liking well, the people are still liking the photo on my Facebook. Well, they don't know that they're actually uh, liking a dead Skink now. An ex Skink. It's a constant reminder of your crime. See, it no, is actually. Really, it would have been less cruel for you to like tap the skink out of your shoe in the first place rather than leaving it to its own devices. I, I tapped it out, I told you. Oh, you did? I tr- yeah, you just clung on real tight. <laughs> Clearly. Um, like, if I need. <coughs> don't, Look, can don't we move on? usually like, run away if you try and touch them? Yeah, well, this one was really brave. You, just, you like, really liked it in your shoe, so you didn't leave. Yeah, well. I took this beautiful little macro photo of it, like really close up. He was he was okay. He didn't run off or anything. Huh. Yeah, maybe. He probably thought he would be safe in that little cave. Yeah, it it was probably How really wrong. warm. It's a black shoe. It was really sunny. How wrong it was. Yeah. How wrong it was. I would I would really actually How like. How cruel you were. I was very cruel. You monster. <laughs> I'm a monster. Terrible. Um. How, well, how are you, Gutha? Yeah, I assume that you're just doing great, and Katie is the only person who's had anything bad happen to her. Is that correct? Oh, you're talking to me? Yeah. Yeah. You, you're good? I'm now. I've calmed down. Um, uh, After being violated. You, you've been violated. You've been Perhaps violated. you share that. That story of digitally, I've been, I've been digitally violated. Oh dear, that's that's one of the bad things that can happen to you with the digits. Yeah, no, it's not that bad. <laughs> it's uh, somebody um, uh, managed to hack my PSN account while I was asleep. While you were and, asleep, uh, sneaky. While I was asleep. Yeah, well, it's critically important yeah. that you be asleep because uh, if he was awake, then he'd be watching it closely for signs of intrusion. <laughs> Actually, yes, I would. Well, I didn't say. <laughs> um, so, has there been anyway, any uh, resolution? Oh, yep, yeah, go on. Well, uh, I sent uh, a ticket to support, of course, but mm-hmm. apparently I, uh, <laughs> I got my birth uh, date wrong. That's nice. Uh, yeah. Instead of, of uh, 1978, I entered 2016. Okay. So I've made myself quite quite do, younger than I am. Do you think, do you think I was age. born yesterday, Gamba? <laughs> that just doesn't sound like a plausible date for someone to be born. Not yesterday, last month. Last month. You're a very precocious anyway, one I, month old. Uh, yeah. I have been to hold that. Yes, um... Anyway, on the good side, mm. I don't have any uh, cash in the um, account wallet, mm-hmm. and the only credit cards I have on that account are either uh, have been run out since 2013 or uh, have no money on them. So I can imagine <laughs> the hacker has been a bit frustrated now yeah I, I, I think that's pretty amusing going to all that trouble and uh, it was yeah. a good story in the end oops we hacked Gumba he ain't got no money of course on the other hand uh, I just re- renewed my PS plus uh, subscription for another year so 
Uh, yeah, I have to do that real soon because I want to get the free game this month. What's the free game? Journey. Oh, uh, yeah. Because I figure journey. if I get it on... <laughs> that's that's journey. right. It's, that's its correct name. You have to whisper it. Um, uh, I want to get it uh, without the additional game. Because, like, I, I already feel kind of, like, slimy by touching a that game company game. Because they're just so... Why? This, they're like caricatures of indie games. I mean, Journey is, is pretty good. I played it a little bit. But like Flower and the other one, Flow. Like, <laughs> I mean, did you enjoy those those games? Yeah. You did? <laughs> oh, well, maybe I'm, I'm judging them too quickly then. Maybe um, it's... Maybe you're just wrong. It's not as a person. But, Create um, it wrong. If you if you get it as a free game with the thing, then it would just be Journey. But if you buy it physically, then you get the other two games. And personally, I don't want to really play a game where you float flowers around Priuses and uh, wind turbines. So. Quite nice and relaxing, though. I'm sure it is. There's plenty of, you know, ethereal visuals, you know, and music. And oh, it's so pretty when you make the flowers bloom and... Uh, <laughs> and and bring the trees back to life. You know what? You, you've converted me. I, I, I am no longer of the opinion that those games are cringeworthy. <laughs> um, Bucky, do you have a fun story to share? Oh, I mean, I went to GammaCon. What's yeah. GammaCon, Bucky? And you sold your um, business there, didn't you? Yeah, I, I had a table at GammaCon as an artist. And it was what really good. Um, my mother has since been uh, reprimanding our family for not going down and supporting you. Really? That's okay. Did she go down? Uh, no, I don't think she did. It's did the she? smallest. It's the smallest anime convention in Cam in Australia. <laughs> like seriously. Definitely the smallest in Canberra because there is only one in Canberra. It's actually, the it's actually the um it's Otakon or Otaku Fest is the smallest one officially, oh, but it's not really just a con. A place. Yeah. Cool fact. <laughs> Which, um, for, for the uninitiated Canberran, non-Canberran population, is That's just a like a, a little plaza with some shops around it. You mean, you mean there's a Metal Gear Solid character in your country right now? It's probably a, <coughs> a pun, a deliberate pun, or maybe not. It's it's you know it's a pun of otaku. Yeah, so I guess the resemblance is just unintentional after all then. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it's called Otaku Fest or something. Well, it is Otaku no. Fest. I know. This. Anyway, I'm not going to go to Otaku Fest. Right. Did you meet with great success at your table? Yes, I made some money Excellent. and met some really interesting, fascinating people. Oh. How much money and also what's your PSN account password? I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you've shared your designs on Twitter uh, and I think they're quite good. But Thank um, you. The McElroy brothers didn't didn't retweet you, which I thought was a shame. Yeah, I'm really annoyed at them. Yeah, you might have to um, cease McElroy your, brothers, your fan if you're activities. listening, I am a huge fan of your video series, and I'd really appreciate it if you could give my Monster Factory stickers some lovin'. Because I roughly $6 from selling those. <laughs> I would have bought them if I was there, which I wasn't. Oh, me too. You gave I, me I two free ones. To some very cool people who I really respected. <laughs> so, 
so I guess that's the end of the segment where we talk about our personal lives. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and now we're going to talk about the the lives of some other people who are politicians, I suppose. Um, I actually have some topics uh, here that were recommended um, by one Byron Hussey. Um, oh my goodness! For us to discuss. At, uh, select intervals of the podcast. We've kind of missed the first one, but I figured we could just um, do it anyway. And I wasn't going to okay. say these either. They were going to be like a surprise. I was going to tell you guys, okay. but, I, but I forgot. So really, I'm just, you know, trampling over the whole uh, bit right now. Um, but the, the, the first topic. So we know that religion has a big influence in American politics, right? Yeah. The Christian right has kind mm-hmm. of uh, declined somewhat, I would say, uh, around this election cycle in, in the influence that they have over the candidates. Um, we have we have Islam being discussed, uh, you know, um, the, the debate around that's probably really not a real good place. We don't very often hear uh, from uh, one of the other very successful monotheistic religions of world history. We don't hear very much about the Zoroastrians. Oh! Um, do you guys know about the Zoroastrianism? Oh, shit, I forgot about the Zoroastrianism. Oh, yes, I know. Uh... Fuck. They, they they made that music piece at the beginning of 2001 The Space Odyssey. That's right. That is a traditional Zoroastrian hymn. Is that wow. true? No, it's not. But it is. Pretend. It is true. Boys, it is true. Um, so I'm just going to uh, enter into Wikipedia now. Zoroastrianism. Yeah, I don't know much about Zoroastrianism. I know that it's Persian, and I think uh, Islam kind of muscled it out when it came around. Though I could be oh, okay. wrong about that in the in the like the seventh century or whenever that happened. I'm um, pretty sure the faith is so far in decline that even if you mess up a few details on this one, um, no one is going to be around to correct you. Well, please, if we have any Zoroastrians listening, uh, I would love for you to give us your feedback on the on the podcast. So you can send us uh, your, your tweets. Uh, we're, we're all on Twitter, and you can – well, most of us are on Twitter. Uh, you can send us your abuse, if you like, or, um, you know, constructive criticism. Um, I, for one, welcome our new Zoroastrian abusers. So, uh, <laughs> as you would expect, Zoroastrianism is based on the teachings of the prophet Zoroaster. And, oh, yeah. Of course. Uh, they, they have a collection of religious texts that I believe is called the Avesta. And it seems to be a kind of dualist religion uh, that, that, that separates good stuff and evil stuff. The Asha is the good stuff, and the the Druze is the bad stuff. Ah, uh, the Druze. Yeah, that... that it it, it means um, deception, deceit, I think. Is uh, podcasting did you, did Asha you just, or Druze? Did you just mean the, the singer Asha? <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he is renowned for his truthfulness, uh, his order, and his justice. <laughs> so he is considered a holy figure in the religion of Zoroastrian, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm seeing some pretty 
typical religion stuff about this. You know, there's only one God, the singular creative and sustaining force of the universe. Human beings are given a right of choice, and because of cause and effect, are also responsible for the consequences of their choices. Zoroaster's teachings focused on responsibility and did not introduce a devil per se. So I guess in certain traditions of Christianity and, and Islam, uh, you can kind of blame the devil for your for your bad stuff. But but uh, no excuses here. It's all it's all down to you, folks. That puts a lot of um, pressure on God to explain why bad things happen, doesn't it? Hmm. I guess so. Oh, it seems like we have a little kind of post Zoroastrian fan fiction scripture, which introduces the the Ahriman, the devil, who is a personification of the celestial counterpart to the Lord Creator. Uh, okay, you're not going to believe me, but uh, the, the guy's name is Ahura Mazda. <laughs> so, like, Ahura. Uh, not, not quite like Lieutenant Ahura, but it's getting there. And then... Ahura Mazda. Mazda. Like the car. Like, like the car. Uh, how, uh, does anyone have any strong feelings on, on Mazdas? No. Um, there's only one kind of Mazda that I will uh, contemplate buying, mm. and that is a gold-plated Mazda. Yeah, gold-plated Mazdas are, I think, the best kind of Mazdas, personally speaking. Aren't yeah. they slow? Gold is quite heavy. Yeah, but it it's luxurious, and the Mazdas okay. themselves are very reliable, and you can maintain them well, I think, because... Uh, there's lots of them, so there's no shortage of parts. I mean, not only okay. gold parts, can probably, I, um, but... Mm. James, can I ask a question? Yeah. What, um, how did we link Zoroastrianism to the uh, US election presidential race? Then? Well, that's, a, that's a real good question, isn't it? Um, there's a section here about the, the uh, existence of Zoroastrians in places around the world. It says that North America is thought to be the home to 18,000 to 25,000 Zoroastrians of South Asian and Iranian. That's more than I might have expected. And a further 3,500 live in Australia, mainly in Sydney. Okay, but are you trying to say that potentially the candidates need to be reaching out to the Zoroastrian vote? I would say so, because you remember in the 2000 election, Florida was lost by a few hundred votes, wasn't it? Oh my goodness, it was. And uh, eighteen thousand <laughs> is more than a few hundred. So really, you got to make sure you have the Zoroastrians in the swing states on side, because if you don't, buddy, you're in trouble. Yeah, Do you think if Ashtar ran, he would win in the Zoroastrian um, uh, sec- um, section of to the community. I just I just realised something. I've been muting my microphone whenever I burp, so you guys don't hear it. But I'm recording this on my end. So I'm actually going to be burping a little bit on the podcast, which is, which is interesting. <sighs> okay. <laughs> this isn't normally a problem because I'm not the one that hosts the recording. Uh, maybe I can edit them out. How often do you burp? A few times. Is this a problem for you? I, I do burp a little bit. I think it's a Crohn's thing. Oh, okay. I'm glad that you're saying we can edit out the burps because I was hoping maybe we could edit out like some other things in this podcast so far. 
Yeah, I'm I'm intending to maybe do some editing. It depends on how much effort it turns out to be. Definitely edit out some of that first introductory segment. It was far too long. And this thing that I'm saying right now, you'll need please to edit, edit that. this out. Jesus Christ, you're ruining uh, you, it, Caitlin. My word, this I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The final <laughs> anyway, back the final to the fray. We were talking about Zoroastrianism. Yeah, it's apparently less frequently known post. as Mazdaism. Yeah, Mazdas. Because of Mazdas. Do you think Zoroastrians drive Mazdas? Probably. It's probably like a holy um, duty of theirs. Mm. Um, are these Zoroastrians, are they like legit ancestral Zoroastrians or are they sort of more like people of the Wicca faith who who generally come to it as as being part of some kind of subculture? I think um, it's a very ethnic faith, so uh, okay, it's not one that really attracts New Age followers, I don't think. Mm. I'm certainly not tempted at this point to go and uh, become baptised in the Zoroastrian faith, but mm-hmm. if someone wanted to reach out to me and uh, convince me otherwise, my ears are open. That's good. I'm, I'm pleased to hear that you're open-minded. Seems like... Oh, I just clicked on an article from 2006, which is probably not going to be the most up-to-date. Where are we now? Completely wiped out, says Mr. Antia, senior priest at the Fire Temple here in suburban Chicago. It pains me to say, in a hundred years, we won't have many Zoroastrians. Well, that's a shame. Well, um, back up a second. The Fire Temple? Yeah, the the (laughs) Fire Temple. Fire Temple? Is there a water temple, air temple, earth temple as well? Is I mean, there we can only assume a temple so. of... Is the Avatar a Zoroastrian? See, you were thinking Avatar, and I was thinking Zelda. <sighs> Got the full spectrum of nerd in play here. <laughs> I was thinking yeah. Final Fantasy. Oh, uh, and we, we have come full circle. It was in Final Fantasy X, wasn't it? It is... Truly the full spectrum of nerd right here. Mm. Final Fantasy V as well. Oh. Was it four? I don't remember. Which one, I which one was it with the, with, with, with the jobs and the, and the crystals in the temples? I know that ten had crystals and temples, but I that's the only one I've played, so. Oh. Ten is pretty good. Yeah, I like it. As, not as good as nine. I have not played nine, as I have previously said. You know, call me when there's a uh, video game that has a temple for every single element on the periodic table. Um, Caitlin, hell yes. That'd be how many temples? Does anyone want to tell me how many there are on the periodic table? I want to learn to be a bismuth bender. Bismuth <laughs> bender. Uh, yeah. Guys, what do you think the presidential You've candidates' favourite elements? Wall Street for that. Elements, our presidential candidates' favourite elements. elements are? Yeah, as in chemical Let's elements. Put them all up so I can come up oh, with... Oh, wait, oh, wait, well, obviously oh, wait you said they bismuth. 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 Yeah, I yeah. used the business. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Business as well. Business that's, that's bender. That's a pretty you cool guys, thing to do. You guys, listen, you, listen, listen. There's one called Americium. Ameri- Americium. That's in um smoke detectors. Yeah, it's, it sounds like Americum. It's almost as though it's yeah. named for it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is named for it, and I'm pretty sure James is, ma- is sarcastically confirming that. Yeah. <laughs> Let me look 
periodic table of elements, though, because I'm sure we can find a better joke than that. No. Searching, um, the recent literature on Zoroastrians, it doesn't seem to be particularly politically charged. It's mostly about how they try and date each other so that they can keep their, their religion alive from dying. That's cute. Sign me up to the Zoroastrian um, version of OK Cupid. Alrighty. Yeah. Okay, I actually uh, have got some uh, some Zoroastrianism politics happening here. This was six months ago on Reddit. Uh, someone mentioned that oh. they uh, learned about a candidate uh, in 1974 for the Michigan House of Representatives. Uh, oh, and some other offices, but none of them particularly uh, notable. Um, the guy's name was Kushro Gandhi. And... Uh, he seems to be quite colourful. He drafted Proposition 64, a now infamous proposition in the 80s, which was a statewide ballot proposal to place AIDS patients in quarantine. And he then uh, oh. headed the Prevent AIDS Now Initiative Committee, or PANIC for short. Shit. Uh, what? He was, he was a, a notable uh, LaRouchian. I don't know. Are you guys familiar with the LaRouchians? No. They're, the, they're conspiracy theorists, yeah. sort of. It's a specific school of conspiracy theory. It's awfully uh, specific. So, um, do any of you think that we should place AIDS patients in quarantine? <laughs> uh, no. Um, After a well, short period of pondering, no. Okay. I would like to hear both sides of the argument, personally. <laughs> We should, yeah, teach teach the controversy. What um, year year was this again? Nineteen eighty. Ran for offices in the seventies. Uh, in the seventies. And uh, then in the eighties, he he wrote Proposition sixty four. Because like no one even really knew what AIDS was back then. Like for all they know, it could actually be transmitted through through just like the air around people. They probably didn't actually oh, yeah. think that. They probably could have could have uh, worked guy, that one um, out. Uh, says what does that, AIDS quarantine uh, look his, like? His father. What does um, AIDS quarantine look like? Him. All right, you're Not just going to talk over. We're just going to talk over the top of you, James. All right, all right. What what is it? What you got? I just wanted to discuss what AIDS quarantine would look like visually. You lock, you lock them up. You zip lock them in a room. Yeah, but what would that room look like? A hospital room. <laughs> One big yeah, but, room. Like, would it be nice or would it be shit to you? It would probably be shit. Would it, would it be not nice? Yeah. Would there be a plant in the room? The um the acronym PANIC yeah, was the inspired would have by uh, oh, no. Lyndon LaRouche's slogans, which, I mean, the, <laughs> you just can't tell whether with this guy whether he's like got some level of irony to him or if he's really that nuts because his his slogan was spread panic not aids i mean just on the face of it that's like not really but you know i mean L- larouche um, is a, a fun i, I, I is he like the, the is British he like philosophy uh, an, es- an escape from a grand theft auto game <laughs> um Possibly. He, he, uh, I think he likes to prevent people from murdering people, but it's generally murders that aren't happening. It's like the Queen is plotting to murder you or something. That sort of thing. Oh. Yeah, so Mr. Gandhi's uh, father forced him to leave 
the Larusian movement at the risk of losing his inheritance. Oh no! Yeah, that, Jesus that would be a shame, Christ. wouldn't it? So that's, yeah, that's a prominent Zoroastrian involved in US politics. Uh, the author here asks if anyone knows of any prominent Zoroastrians in politics that are perhaps less on the fringe. Oh, yeah. Surely not, though. Um, someone says that Trump would uh, label the Zoroastrians as evil Muslims because the Trump Safety Authority already does. So I, yeah, I guess the. Can someone the, tweet Trump and ask him what he thinks of Zoroastrians? I can. I'll get on that right now. I guess that would be the big thing for Zoroastrians. Um, this election cycle would be uh, the the whole Trump phenomenon. Um, is this the first time we've mentioned Trump on this? Yeah, podcast? it is. Uh, yeah, so he's no. running for president. What? He's he's running for president, I believe. Trump. Yeah. Donald, Trump. Donald Trump. James, hold up. Yeah. Oh. Donald Trump is You're breaking up. Prison. Yeah, the the guy from The Apprentice. So how Hi. um does everyone feel about hot sauce? Hot sauce. Hot sauce. Yeah, like the spicy, I love it. piquant uh, condiment. I like stuff. hot sauce it's so much hot. that I. I carry it around with me wherever I go. Yeah, see, I was going to ask, because hot sauce, like Zoroastrianism, has been a hot-button topic in this year's <laughs> election cycle because of one Hillary Rodham Clinton, who, much like Donald Trump, is attempting to assume the presidency. Mm. So do, does everyone know this story? Yes, I do. Yes. No. No? <laughs> Okay, Never so heard about when uh, Hillary went uh, on an interview uh, with a radio station, um, she was asked by the hosts if there was anything that she carried around with her. Click on the video, I guess. It's 47 seconds Don't long. Don't to give it an awkward second-hand recount? Yeah, do you, do you From remember? From I heard on Stephen Colbert show, it was like she carried around hot sauce and everyone says that the only reason she says that is to pander to black people because well, it worked didn't it because the hosts of sauce. the show like instantly uh went like what you serious is that for real yeah but did they say aren't you pandering to black people with that comment i think yeah the, they did say that uh, actually they were a little uh well. more, more sympathetic <laughs> It was a little strange. I guess strange. I can understand that. Me too. I mean, you have, you have to get that. You have to get the foul taste of politics out of your mouth somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Just nuke your taste buds with hot sauce. Um, I think that it's such a good idea, though. Like, I didn't know. Um, as an Australian, we don't have a lot of African descendant people here, and very. I did not know that people in the USA carried hot sauce. Mm-hmm. But apparently it's and I think it's a really good idea because I love hot sauce. I love hot sauce also. I think it's a great condiment that can really just add a little something to some food. Uh, I'm going to play the video now so that the folks at home can get the audio. You won't hear anything. Wait, before that, I got a question. I got a question. Yeah. Is hot sauce actually a brand? I don't, I don't believe so. I don't think so. so. 
I think Tabasco is the thing everyone thinks of when you say hot sauce. Yeah, I personally think that Tabasco is one of the lesser hot sauces, though. Really? I love Tabasco. Like, it's one fine. Of the cooler I'll, I'll add it to my staff, but uh, it doesn't really have that nice hot sauce flavor that you get from some of the other ones. I guess, I, I guess there's also chili. Well, yes. I think hot sauce has chili in it. I think. Does it? Yeah. That's what makes it hot. <sighs> Alright, I'm going to play the video now. Harry with you. Hot Just... sauce. Really? You... Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Are you getting information right now? <laughs> hot sauce. <laughs> hot sauce wow. in my bag, Swag? Hot okay. sauce. Really? Yes. Now listen, yes. I just want you to know, people are going to see this and say, okay, she's pandering to black people. Okay. Is it working? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, seriously, hot sauce. So I've been I've been eating a lot of hot sauce, a lot of uh, raw peppers and hot sauce. That's why you're coughing. You yeah. might need to slow down. A I need to, hot yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm having a rebellion against it uh, because I think it keeps my immune system strong. Oh. I really do. I think hot sauce is. She says she thinks it keeps her immune system wrong. Oh. Well, she needs that considering she uh, has sadly passed away and been replaced yeah, that by. Yeah, a shame, huh? She was yeah. running for president and then she she collapsed and died. Yeah, it's sad that Hillary died. That's a real mm. shame. Mm. So, do we think mm. that was a stitch? Yeah, yeah. Do we think that? Uh, I think this. I think the sadder part is that Trump didn't collapse and die. <laughs> No, because he's very healthy. I would he's, agree um, with that. He's he's like an ox. For he, he's prob he probably weighs as much as an ox. Oh, uh, yeah. Am I reducing the level of the discourse by talking about candidates' weights? <coughs> no, I think we can talk about Trump's weight, but not Hillary's. Okay. Uh, I don't that think sounds like human. reverse racism. Do you think reverse um, racism? Do you think Trump's weight like is special, whereas Hillary's weight is quite Get it right. That sh I don't think that shade of orange comes naturally to humans. Probably not. He probably eats a lot of carrots. Gets oh, yeah. Uh, like that episode of the Magic School that, Bus. I don't, I don't know. Do you think a guy like that eats vegetables? No. Maybe not. Yeah, he... he Probably um, mm -hmm. maybe decided, maybe I, he I had them uh, lots of money. I don't know. Maybe if he had them, you know, gr ground down to a juice and have them injected directly. Yeah. Oh yeah. I imagine that. Um, he probably has a diet <laughs> very similar to that of <laughs> Richie Rich. Some sort of 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 of, of weird eternal youth drug thing that he has <laughs> going on. It's not working. No, he doesn't look particularly <laughs> youthful, I don't think. Do you guys remember when he ate KFC with a knife and fork? Yes. Personally, I would think can... that would kind of... That was disgusting. Yeah, that would kind of sink you with the working class voters, I would have thought. No, but the thing is, I also eat KFC with a knife and fork, so it actually made woman. me like Donald Trump slightly more. <laughs> You're disgusting. He's just like me. I know, I'm sorry. So this was more no, relatable for you. No, choking. Ah. Guys, um, have you heard the theory that Donald Trump is actually on speed all the time? Uh, no, I haven't heard that one. 
It's a good one. Would you like me to explain it? Yeah. Get, get on he used to He used to see a very famous celebrity doctor who was known for sub, um, prescribing speed in the form of like a yeah. diet pill to lots of people. That's, that's a thing people used to do. Yeah. And, and like, yeah, he went to that doctor. Maybe he's still on the speed. And then when you look up like symptoms of someone being on speed, they they are eerily similar to the way that you might describe Donald Trump's demeanor. Like uh, like what? Well, I'm just uh, looking it up now. <laughs> Short attention span. Uh, <laughs> no inhibitions. <laughs> Symptoms of speed going fast. That's funny. <laughs> okay. Nice, uh, uh, what are the effects? Image of here on Gawker of Donald Trump <laughs> crazy googly eyes. You know, I always was on the I. I always was under the impression that he simply was an asshole. <laughs> yeah, I think that explains. I mean, those, chemical explanation. I mean, that condition has the same symptoms, right? I would think so. All right, I'm going to assume he would be on a low to moderate dose, in which case he would be suffering from increased confidence and motivation, a sense of power and superiority over others, increased talkativeness. Uh, repetition of simple acts. We could probably make a case for that. Anyone? Uh, he repeatedly, repeatedly, oh, yeah. I, you know, people. you know, that's the first time I heard, uh, being confident to be described as suffering, to, to suffer yeah, from I did, confidence. I did say, say that, yes. <laughs> there are some other ones which are suffer, sufferable acts. Like, uh, we got increased libido. I'm raising my eyebrows right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, increased heart rate and blood pressure. Oh, I don't know. His doctor did say he was the healthiest man alive. Oh. <laughs> he has got high blood you pressure. Know, maybe, if, if that's true, maybe we're in luck and his heart will just explode while he's on the podium. <laughs> He'll just burst out of his chest. There'll be a fountain of blood. It'll bathe uh, the, the Trump supporters. Sounds like um, the ending of Kill Bill Volume 2 that I haven't seen, so I don't know if that's actually how it ends. It does. <laughs> um, other, other symptoms include blurred vision, irregular breathing, collapse, seizure, stroke, Oh my god. Coma. Can I just say collapse, seizure, stroke? That's Hillary's symptoms. Yeah, I was thinking that too. <laughs> Am I pointing the finger at the wrong camel here? I think maybe we need to point both fingers at both camels. Both just camels are on Hillary was <laughs> suffering from pneumonia, though. I don't. Was it? Yeah, and Parkinson's, and what else does she? That's what she says. Have? Oh, she has seizures quite often. MS. Does she actually? No, yes, Caitlin. She doesn't really have seizures. She blinked. And um, <laughs> sometimes she makes really weird facial expressions. You know, <laughs> I wonder. I wonder, since since she did break down, you know, uh, collapse with mm-hmm. uh, pneumonia. Pneumonia. Yeah. You know, I wonder, did she do the same thing and read all of Homestuck in one day and night? <laughs> did that cause you to collapse? Yeah. That's a shame. You shouldn't do that. That sounds it- unhealthy possible to do that uh, no when i read homestuck it took me yes. three months to get up to date 
I didn't sleep. I didn't do anything else. And you got through it all in one day. Yeah. Well, that's quite a feat. I well, guess they could probably put you in the annals. I mean, of speed back readers. then, back then it was you know uh, 2011, yeah. so it was only about 5,000 pages. Oh, so, uh, see, right. <laughs> see, when I read it, it also, was. Also, I had the motivator. I was, I was on a bet, you know. You just for fun. And. Uh, the bet wasn't, you know, uh, the bet wasn't to uh, read it in a day, but uh, the, it had the requirement that after reading it, I had to pass the quiz. And I thought the best way to do that was to read it all in one sitting, so everything will be fresh in my mind. Ah! Did you pass the quiz? I feel like you may have. Made I passed the more quiz. I won the bet, and then I almost died. Oh, well, congratulations on surviving and being here with us today. You know who else almost died? It's Hillary Clinton. Yeah, yeah, that's that, right. that really is great, isn't it? <laughs> we come full circle. Um, uh, here in Australia, we have a, a program called Media Watch, which our public broadcaster does that um, kind of acts as a, a check on the media. It usually just reports on like dodgy stories that the uh, commercial broadcasters are doing on their like consumer interest shows. But they did a thing on Hillary pneumonia uh, the other week. And they post a little thing to Facebook. And I left a comment that... Um, postulated the theory that perhaps it was because some of these conspiracy theorists say that um clinton's got a body double and and hillary died and the body double is now doing everything um i i thought maybe uh it was the body double that died and that's why we saw all that weird stuff happening that was the body double becoming (laughs) closer and closer to death i mean there's no reason why not is there (laughs) no no, but why would they have an unhealthy body double? <laughs> because, <laughs> or I mean, how many people are there that look exactly Hillary like Hillary Clinton? Clinton? Except way different, apparently. Have you seen that guy on Stephen Colbert who looks just like Tim Kaine? No. Is this recent? Uh, it's No, it's from a few weeks ago. I haven't watched for a while. Oh, okay. Alas, I, I've been like one of the last live television viewers in the world, but I've given up on it because, um, well, non-Australian viewers won't understand, but um, one of our commercial network affiliates just switched to one of the other commercial networks. So now, like the channels are switched and uh, like, I think a lot of the strategy is switched, like the advertising and when they screen things and stuff and the local news is is from that network instead of the other network yeah it's kind of jumbled up now yeah and i just completely gave up on watching live tv after that because i i hated that network and i James, didn't enjoy i hate it too it. that's why i watch stephen colbert on youtube yeah but i can't like if things aren't on live i just don't watch them it's not like a an objection that i have it's just that if it's if it's not there and that's when I see it and if I don't see it then then I won't see it then I just won't see it at all okay that's 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 my issue but um, recently Stephen Colbert had a very handsome horse on his show was did what the horse, horse look like Tim Kaine no the horse didn't well it looked more like uh Kevin it looked like an angel the angel Kevin the archangel Kevin yeah 
<laughs> That's right, the Archangel Kevin. You'll have to excuse me. I'm a little down on my uh, eschatology or whatever it is that Christian theology calls angel stuff. Um, who is the Archangel Kevin? Um, he's the Archangel who leaves lizards in your shoe. Oh, oh Kevin. Sorry. You let us down today, I think. Kevin, you fucked it this time, buddy. You fucked it this time. Um, can we talk he's also, about... It's also home alone, mostly. <laughs> um, did you, did you have a proposal, Bucky? I do. I want to What's talk that? about the statues of Donald Trump. The, the statues of Donald Trump? Yeah, are you aware of them? I have, I have not been made aware of these. Um, an underground art group put together some statues of Donald Trump, which are naked, and they put them around town in, like, a bunch of different cities, and they're, they're called The Emperor Has No Balls. And he's <laughs> got a really... Instead of a dick and balls, he just has a tiny acorn. I'm and um, uh, they keep getting yeah. either destroyed or stolen. There's no problem there, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> There's no problem there. There's no problem um, there. I'd really recommend um, anyone who's interested in art to look at the videos of how they made these Donald Trump sculptures on YouTube. They're really interesting, the way they they cast them and everything, and they're the way they've sort of produced them. It almost but looks anyway, like um, the Patricia Piccinini, what's his name, Gareth, the guy that survives the car accident. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> he looks a little bit like that, yeah. Yeah, it's like he's got the same ass. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, one of the statues was acquired by a contemporary art gallery, mm-hmm. and they had it on the, the roof of a building. I can't remember which city this was in. I think it was L.A. or something like that. It was New York. It was one of the big ones. Um, and someone came and stole it off the roof of a building. That's quite astonishing and frankly I would say that they deserve to keep it <laughs> yeah they, they like were up there for, I think it was like five hours like because they, they, it was on the security camera they were trying to like take the, the statues are life size like they're quite large mm-hmm. and he just like takes it off the roof of this like very tall skyscraper and now they don't know where the statue has gone mm-hmm Hopefully it will show up again, because I love them. That's some effort. Remember when those big Lego figures were washing up on, like, Danish beaches? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. How about like that? Like a similar mysterious uh, large statue story. Yeah. Remember how all those feet were washing up in Canada? Oh! Vancouver? Yes. <laughs> Wait, how could they wash up in Vancouver? Vancouver's not coastal. Is Vancouver not the place British Columbia? It was a it was a coastal place in Canada. Let me just look it up. It is in British Feet. Columbia, which is coastal, but I thought it was a landlocked city. Oh, not a landlocked city. I am mistaken. I was so you're saying Sorry. I was right the I'm first there. time. You were. Fantastic. Anyway, yeah, feet washing up. Um, so uh, another another thing about uh, body parts washing up during the Olympics. Oh, yeah. God, really? Oh my oh, god. Oh yes, the body the body parts washing up on the shore, just near the beach volleyball, I believe. I enjoy Brazilian beach body parts, but only if they're attached to people. Uh, mm. It's uh, like uh, it was, the the fun is lost 
if the body parts are detached from the people. But you just say that because you never tried it. Oh, maybe. <laughs> mm, that's a point. Vancouver is bordered by the Burrowed Inlet to the north and the Fraser River to the south. Um, the Strait of Georgia to the west is shielded from the Pacific Ocean by Vancouver Island. So it's not quite coastal, but it is uh, in that sort of economically viable zone. It, it has a sea harbour. Yeah. I mean, uh, that knowledge comes from an old game I played back in the 80s, so that might be wrong. But um, Was it uh, Oregon yeah. Trail? <laughs> no, no, no. It was, a, it was a, a, how do you call it, a, a, sh- a freight shipping, f- freight shipping uh, uh, simulator. That sounds utterly Thingy. fascinating. Please tell me more. <laughs> really? Yes. Oh. Well, <laughs> you create, you take over a shipping, uh, a, a, um, a shipping uh, company mm-hmm. to ship freight from one harbor to the next. I guess lots of crazy shenanigans happen, right? Actually, yes. That's that's good. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. <laughs> no, you can you can be bothered by pirates. Uh, or you have to. <laughs> there is, there is yes. no actual big piracy problem involved in Canada. There. There's just, there's just you know uh, a, sh- a short ticket message. Either you got bothered by piracy, you lost mm. all your cargo and stuff, and you can run aground on a reef, or that's so you can, cr- or you can uh, crush, you crash your freighter into the harbor wall while trying to uh, <laughs> while trying to maneuver it. Want to do that? Well, <laughs> yeah. I guess sometimes accidents happen. Um, the next topic that I've uh, been uh, given is uh, Disney's Tailspin, which I don't really know anything about. I looked it up here. It doesn't seem all that interesting. Mm, I, I remember that. It? It's it's the one with the jungle book yeah, characters. Yeah, like as a like tacked on feature, <laughs> isn't it? Baloo the bear, the pilot. <laughs> was, was he there from the start? Oh boy. Yeah, he's he's the main character. Oh. Oh yeah, and he's a bush pilot. That doesn't seem authentic to the universe of. No, 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 not not a bush pilot. He's he's uh, it's 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 basically all on the uh, islands. Yeah. An island in a vast ocean. And his job is that he runs a freight carrying business. Yeah. See, I could have done a real good segue there, but I didn't although, actually know that. In the first so. episode, in the first, although, although he's uh, quite lazy and therefore his, his uh, business doesn't uh, do so well, so it gets bought out. Well, first that's, that's capitalism, episode. buddy. I was going to suggest much, that we just not talk And pretty about much it, uh, the whole series has this subplot that he tries to earn enough money to get it back from the new owner. Uh-huh. Who's... It seems oh. uh, an awful lot like I, an attempt to there? capitalize on the success of okay, Animaniacs. Yeah, the phone just fell down. Oh. Okay. That's a shame. While I was repositioning my corpse. Uh, you must be very careful with your corpse. 
so so we're not we're not interested in uh, an in-depth discussion of Disney's tailspin. Hands right, up well, if you're interested in tailspin. Oh wait, we don't have hands. <laughs> they all washed up in Brazil. <laughs> Good one. It's getting dark. Body parts. Mm. Oh, speaking of body parts, the the next the next body parts that we could discuss are the the interesting teeth of famous women. Do you guys know any famous women with interesting teeth? This one isn't going to get as much traction, is it? I know. Did you say teeth or Patricia teeth? Arquette. Teeth, like in your mouth. Yeah. I mean, are Patricia Arquette's teeth all that Actually, really? just actually I know something. Oh, yeah? But I... Please talk among yourselves while I search for it. Okay. Okay. Um... <laughs> Um, it, like, she's got teeth that don't look like Julia Roberts or, you know, anyone else who's had braces, but are they interesting, really? Like, she says that she she never got them orthodontically corrected because she wanted her face to have kind of character. But yeah. I actually... Th- well, she's right insofar as, like, she doesn't look like a typical movie star, but... I don't think it really works for in like the character actor sense. She's not really all that much of a chameleon. Like you know, in every Patricia that. Arquette role, it's just Patricia Arquette playing this role. Like she doesn't really look all that different. Maybe her mannerisms are different, but I don't know. I don't really think so. Do you agree? Does anyone agree with that? Um. Look, I I almost have no opinion. The only reason I brought up Patricia Arquette is because I associated the word teeth with Patricia Arquette almost in a Pavlovian sense. Just the word teeth just <laughs> conjured her her visage her visage in my mind. Her visage. Visage was the word I was going That's for the there. <laughs> Didn't quite get there, did I? Um. Yep. I found it. It's yep. called. Okay. Uh... okay. It's it's a game. It calls it's called Anne Hathaway's Erotic Mouthscape. Nice. <laughs> oh my god. Sounds okay. like my kind of interactive entertainment. What's yeah, that about? Um, it's uh, well, it's a game. Um, I give you the link, but I just realized I can't do that. That's okay. What? Just use your mouth words. <laughs> uh, well, it's basically around about a little sex imp that lives in Anne Hathaway's mouth. Mm-hmm. Huh. That's it. That's the whole game. Pretty much. Oh. Uh, you can control, you know, uh, the little imp and decide uh, if he wants to have sex with. And I have his teeth, or he wants if he wants to wrap himself uh, under her tongue. Do you have sex with each individual tooth, like the the left left back molar or whatever, or just the teeth as a whole? I I don't know if it's if it's uh, if the, if the tooth is specified, but yes, he has yes, uh, individual sex with each tooth. Huh. Is it sort of a, a thing with the cavities in the teeth being used as... Oh, as, no, he, uh, just, he, he just rubs himself raw. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, um, hot sauce. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I, I don't know if I can think of a condiment that I like better. Really, I like that um, that Korean chili sauce that isn't very spicy. I love that mm. stuff so much. That is yeah. the best hot sauce. I don't know if I like it better than typical hot sauce though. Uh, mayonnaise is also pretty good, and mustard. I like mustard. Those are the condiments that I, I like. As a as a um, white person, mm-hmm. I never put condiments on my food. I will only eat fruit food if it's unsalted, unpeppered, unsalted by flavour. What about mayonnaise? Oh, I love mayonnaise. TV mayonnaise is the best. <laughs> So the mm. next uh, topic on me list is um, nothing to do with Anne Hathaway or condiments, so I can't really segue it well. It's uh, Vietnamese pot-bellied pigs. Are you are you folks familiar with these? Yeah, uh, they're little, really cute pigs, aren't they? Well, no, they are not little. They're big. They're big, cute they pigs. They weigh forty-three to one hundred and thirty-six kilograms. How much is that in pounds for the folks at home? Uh, That's 100 to 300 pounds. So the pound value is probably the one that was done for the calculation because it's a little rounder. Yeah, I see. Um, So these pigs, uh, there was kind of a fad pet craze for them in the 90s um, where uh, a lot of people went to buy them because, uh, you know, they're really cute when they're little but they grow very big, and then people don't really know what to do with them, and a lot of them get abandoned, and, you know, it's it's just not a real good situation for them. So, really, you need you need to be responsible, I think, if you're going to buy yourself a, an exotic pet. Do you guys have any exotic pets? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Hank. Hank. Hank, Hank is very exotic. Who's Hank? Yeah. Who is Hank? Hank's our exotic pet. Truly, who is, very... who is any of us in the end? Who is... Um, actually, is famously, Honey Boo Boo had a pot-bellied pig. Oh, did she? Yeah. Um, she had it for, like, a couple of episodes, and then they had to get rid of it because it started growing too big, as you have said. See? It's exactly... What goes through? And I strangely, I was at work the other day, and You're the, a... the subject of pot-bellied pigs came up, and... The lady who sits next to me has a friend who has a pot-bellied pig that they never gave away. Uh-huh. And it's like they it, it lives with them, and it's the size of, like, three dogs. Hmm. That sounds like it could be, only be a good thing. Because three <laughs> dogs is better than two. <laughs> yeah. you know, yes, Gamba? You're, you're all Australian, right? That's yeah. correct. So yeah. what what does constitute an exotic Pet for an Australian. I mean, uh, um, we've actually when, really when for the rest of the world, most ex- well, exotic pets are come from Australia. Is it like, <laughs> is it like an animal that can't kill you with just looking at you? You wouldn't want like a platypus uh, as a pet. Actually, we have the same boring. pets that you have. In yeah, the truth is, we actually have less pets than you because yeah, we don't have dogs. Oh, platypuses are. Don't say that. Platypuses are uh, poisonous. They are. The correct plural is actually platypi. Platypi. They're actually venomous. (laughs) Venomous. Just eat yourself a nice (laughs) platypi. Platypi are, in fact, venomous, yes. 
Platter, Only the platter, males. Platterpedes, platter pansies. What's your favorite Australian mammal? Everyone's. Everyone, especially uh, Gumball. I saw a wombat the other day when I was driving, and he was beautiful. <laughs> I was enriched for that experience. My favorite Australian mammal is uh, Mel Gibson. <laughs> I believe he was born in New Zealand. My favorite Australian mammal is Mel Gibson. <laughs> it's crazy. What's what your favorite Australian mammal, Gumba? Otherwise, what's your favorite Swiss mammal? Are there mammals endemic oh, to only Switzerland? Platypus, of course. Oh, yeah, okay, good. Yeah, good choice. Yeah, they're good. I've never met a bad one. Except for the one that poisons you. There are, uh, half of them do that. Half of them. Yeah. I wouldn't actually want to... <laughs> With their beak. They have teeth, you know. They do have teeth, right? Um, oh, no, they don't. don't. They don't have teeth. Well, they have a bill. I mean, they are they have, mammals, a, they have a bony plate. Yeah. Right. It's the same with echidnas, actually. Echidnas don't have teeth. Yeah, but echidnas don't have jaws. Yeah, they do. Do they? They must do. They have are they, like, fused? Little proboscises. Do they have knuckles? Who else doesn't have jaws? Donald um, Trump. I think they do have knuckles, yes. What a jawless, jelly excuse for a man. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys remember the Doomsday Clock? Yeah. Yes. Where do you think it's at right now? <laughs> yeah, I think What's it's pretty close law? to midnight. After this, after this podcast, much closer to midnight. <laughs> hmm. What's yeah. Doomsday Law? You haven't heard of it? No. Uh, so it was a metaphorical device that was used, uh, I believe, in the 60s um, to describe how close experts believed the world was to nuclear Armageddon. And, oh, you mean um, the clock? So you do know it. I, I, I only heard blah. The blah. <laughs> <laughs> a, a doomsday what is blah. the nuclear blah? Um, it was invented in 1947, in fact, so post-nuclear. Uh, and it was uh, created and maintained by the members of the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists Science and Security Board. And the closer they set the clock to midnight, the closer the scientists believe the world is a global disaster. It can apply to uh, natural catastrophe like climate change as well as oh, okay. man-made nuclear holocaust. Uh the you most know, recent officially announced setting was three minutes to midnight in January 2015 due to unchecked climate change, global nuclear weapons modernizations, and outsized nuclear weapons arsenals. And this setting was retained in January 2016. So no update for the Trump train. The, well, the clock is orange. Kind of like the man himself. Oh, no. That's not a good sign. Do you think the nuclear football is really just a um, a briefcase? No. Um, I think, th like, it exists in the public, in, like, the popular imagination. I'm not sure how accurate that uh, that image is. Hmm. Hmm. How quickly do you think 
Like uh, the president could currently start nuclear war if he, he or she wanted. <laughs> well, the idea – I remember reading about this when everyone was talking about um, Trump and the nuclear uh, comments in the security briefings. Uh, the idea is that the president can do it very quickly so that yeah. uh, he wouldn't – like if, uh, say, the Soviet Union had nuked Congress or whatever, he wouldn't have needed to go – through, you know, several stages of approval in order to launch a retaliatory strike. Oh, All he needed that... would be to push the button. Have you heard of the dead... I think it's the like a dead hand or something? Mm-hmm. It's a... There is, like, systems in place... I think they're washed up in Brazil. <laughs> yes! I know that... I think that Russia has that, but I'm not sure about the USA. It's, like, after a place has already been nuked and everyone has already been wiped out, the dead hand releases the nuclear weapon so it retaliates even after everyone else has been killed golly gee. nice yeah it's real Isn't that just the dead man switch yeah but that's that would mean that they'd have called. to have someone holding a button the whole time maybe uh it literally is a dead man switch maybe like there's a guy standing there and when he dies he like falls onto the switch and it like, activates have you guys uh heard of the idea of putting the nuclear, like, code yes. inside of a human heart. It's so dumb. So the idea is, yeah, you, you, you put the nuclear code in some, inside of a in random citizen's heart, just like a randomly selected person from the population, and if the president wants to launch the nukes, they have to just grab a knife and just kill this person, just murder them. Hey, guys, I have something Personally. to tell you. What's that? As if I that have stop the heart Trump. person. You are the heart person. Yeah, that's why I'm. That's why I'm nuke punk. I knew you were uh, important. Yeah. Ooh. But, but but seriously, I mean, would that really stop someone like, for example, Donald <laughs> Trump? Uh, no, it wouldn't. <laughs> well, he would probably get someone else to do it. I don't think he'd want to uh, get his hands all bloody. It's true. He'd get someone else to do it. Someone else to stab the man. He'd carry a butcher knife with him just for that occasion. <laughs> Um, it's like it's, what it's Hillary carries but Trump carries like, in Why is it stupid? You make the, you no, make like the obvious counter argument and then someone immediately goes, ah, yes, you would want it that way, wouldn't you? Because then the president wouldn't do it and we wouldn't have a nuclear war. And, ah, ah, makes you think, doesn't it? You tap the side of you. Ah, makes you think. But no, it's stupid. If you need to launch a retaliatory strike, then you need to launch a retaliatory strike and it doesn't help to have this additional step of needlessly causing harm. I mean, yeah, but a retaliatory strike wouldn't help either. It doesn't, but, uh, you know, in nuclear deterrence theory, that's what prevents the world from descending into nuclear catastrophe. It's the threat of mutually assured destruction. They can't. Uh, I think the idea is a bit risky because... I love that, that word. Gets murdered. Can't. <laughs> <laughs> what if they oh, get murdered? Yeah, what if terrorists... I, I um, kept hearing it. What if terrorists... Yeah, kill that person. Take the can't. <laughs> yeah, you can say... You can <laughs> kiss your daytime goodbye. Sorry. The can't. <laughs> you, you find the word very amusing. Personally, you like that I think one, that uh, <laughs> uh, nuclear security is no laughing. I'm good now. <laughs> That's good. Hmm. Apparently, presidents have been separated from the football on separate occasions. Did you hear about this incident when they had nuclear bombs on a plane recently? No. No. 
they had this is this was in the USA. Um, there was a plane flying. It was a military plane, and there were some nuclear bombs on it. And they did not realize they were armed, and the the bay they were in was not properly shut. Golly, that's interesting. Yeah, and it's 100% true. There's a Wikipedia article about it. Which is where I get all my facts. Huh? Yeah, this is like last year. But we don't carry our bombs on planes anymore. We carry them on ICBMs. It was like some... It was an accident. Like, no one knew they were on there. That seems. It was some kind of like... An egregious oversight. Like, weird thing. Yeah. I... I, uh, Concerning that, I also heard... uh, a funny story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that the that the nuclear launch code for a time was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I hope not. I mean, it's a random number. No one would <laughs> guess that. Well, no one but me. It's usually the first thing I do. <laughs> When you're when, uh, trying to, when you're just trying when to, I try to, you know, yes, no, uh, but it's usually uh, the first thing I do, you know, randomly just go in a row, you know, one, two, three, four, five, or however many uh, numbers or, or things are required, you know. When I when when I have had I have an appointment and I get to sit alone in an office and have to wait and there's a computer, mm-hmm. you know, running and uh, you know, sometimes I go over there and look if I can find something you know funny to do. <laughs> I don't recommend it, you know. I don't endorse it, but you know, when you get bored. Thanks. Thanks for that story. Um... I don't remember what it was about precisely because I was um, I was reading about some other things. Uh, we've been talking about American politics for such a long time now. I thought maybe we could discuss some recent developments in the political cycle. Are you guys familiar with the recent uh, endorsement of uh, of uh, former President Bush Senior, George H. W. Bush? I am. Um, yes. Oh yes. Uh, do, so, uh, for those who might not be as plugged in as our uh, panelists here, uh, he has reportedly said uh, to, uh, I think Bobby Kennedy's daughter or someone, <laughs> some Kennedy, that uh, he's planning to vote for uh, Mrs. Clinton, not uh, for Mr. Trump. Huh. Which is sort of an unprecedented step for a. Well, I mean, we don't know, but it seems to be an unprecedented step for a former president. He hasn't publicly confirmed the comments, and I don't think he's likely to. I think the Bushes have decided they're just going to try and keep as low a profile as possible during this cycle. Mm. Do we have any reactions to this news? I'm not really that surprised. I mean... I guess uh, he w- he wasn't really good to poor Jeb, was he? <laughs> no. But you know, Jeb is a mess. Jeb is a waste. <laughs> Jeb is a big fat waste. Oh. How do you guys feel about political dynasties? 
I don't think they're necessarily bad. It looks a bit fishy, doesn't it? Mm. So this was posted to Facebook. It was uh, Kathleen Townsend, who, yeah, is Bobby Kennedy's daughter. She posted a photo of her with with old George to Facebook that said, the president told me he's voting for Hillary, which is an odd way to leak something like that. Is it odd? Just, you know, no one's ever had any awkward relatives on Facebook. Is she Everyone's got a racist aunt. In this scenario? I find it more... I find it stranger that she calls Bush Senior still president. Well, that's... You call the old president oh. still the president. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing that they do in really? America. Which um, caused some friction here because one of our prime ministers, uh, Prime Minister Rudd, was removed in a coup and... Uh, President Bill Clinton came down and uh, I think was thanking Rudd for his comments in some speech that they were both at and uh, he called him Prime Minister Rudd. In fact, he called him Prime Minister Rude. So, a little double whammy of um, uh, etiquette faux pas and also called the man Rude. I mean, was he wrong? He, he was wrong. Yes, that man was not prime minister anymore. And, and he I mean, was he rude. rude? He is quite rude. So. <laughs> there were some He's accounts of him being rude to flight attendants, weren't there? Yeah. And, and makeup artists. I mean, that's why his cabinet didn't really like yeah. him, wasn't it? It was a bit rude. Was yeah. that the reason for the coup? It was. No. Yeah, because the, the he flight was, attendants um, rose up and the. He was sort uh, of popular with the electorate, but uh, his. Um, his cabinet didn't like him because he was sort of like a... He was a one-man show. He didn't really consult. But they've mm. learned their lesson, I'm sure. Um, the The article says that a spokesman for Mr. Bush said that uh, the vote he will cast as a private citizen in some 50 days will be just that, a private vote cast in some 50 days. He is not commenting on the presidential race in the interim. So there you go. Um, so additionally to that, have you guys uh, been following the the Bertha controversy, that extremely current political controversy surrounding the circumstances of President Obama's birthplace? Yes. Um, are yeah. you aware of any recent developments? Huh? Oh. Recent developments in the Bertha controversy. Oh, yes. Tell he's us, a Canadian? Please. Uh, Trump has recently come out saying that he, um, President Obama was definitely born in the United States, even though Trump for many years has been saying that President Obama was born probably in Kenya and he... Uh, started the birther movement. He did uh, say that Obama was born in the States, but I thought it telling that he then uh, turned around and gave a thumbs up to the birthers sitting behind him and a a little wink. (laughs) Did he? I didn't notice that. I haven't actually like watched the footage or anything. Uh, It's very subtle, but... (laughs) Oh, God. Oh yeah. yeah, now I know. Now I know it's a joke you made. Uh, Donald Trump and subtle. Do you think um, Mike Pence believes that 
uh, Obama was born in the in the country? Yes. Why do you think that? Because uh, I just, I, whilst I hate Mike Pence with every inch of my body, I don't think he's as much of a crazy person as Trump is. It's a different sort of crazy, isn't it? He's, yeah, he's not a conspiracy guy. <laughs> he's just kind of your run-of-the-mill, bumbling, right-wing Christian uh, politician. Yeah. He could have been Todd Aiken if if Todd Aiken hadn't said those things. <laughs> You know, his, um, his wife runs an interesting business model. Does oh, she? yeah. She sells, um, get this, towel charms. So when you're at the pool, in your backyard pool, and you're, you're getting out the guest towels for everyone mm-hmm. to use in the pool, sometimes you can't figure out which towel was yours. This uh, is a yeah. problem that we all have. I see, because everyone has matching towel sets. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, so she came up with this fantastic idea of pool charms. So these are just little doodads that you can put on your towel and you can remember which one was yours just based on what your charm was. This is an excellent idea. And I really then you step on them it. and you bleed. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> are they sharp? Do they hurt you? Do they hurt your feet? They look sharp. They're metal. They look hard to step on. Beautiful towel charms. They come in a variety of um, themes. Oh, the, the oh, oh my goodness! There's been a development. What's oh, that? what is it? I've just gone to the website and thank you for your interest in towel charms. The business is currently on hold. I, even if I wanted to, even if I really wanted to right now, I could not own a towel charm. What? what? That's yeah. sad. But yeah, the web, yeah, the it's the business is is gone. Luckily, there are still images existing, uh, so I can describe them to you. They look sharp. <laughs> they're, they're all sharp designs. Is, <laughs> they're uh, pretty I've sharp. Up now. Is there, like, a cool NASCAR? Um, oh, oh, yeah, I've got a cool NASCAR. There's a transportation-themed set. Yeah, can you, can you imagine stepping on the plane? That would be a bit pokey. Yeah, it'd hurt you. And it's kind of like uh, a... Like one of those jacks that you uh, puncture tires with, because no matter which way it's lying, there's always a pokey bit poking up. <laughs> yeah, they're all really pokey. Well, we're really disappointed um, to hear this development, and I would like to personally send out a message to Karen Pence. Karen, if you're listening, <laughs> uh, there's a big market for for this uh, for for these charms, and uh, we wish that you would bring them back. How do they get attached to the towel? <laughs> I think you just um, puncture them through like a pin. Oh, that seems a little um, violent. Yeah, I'd, I wouldn't want to do that to my nice, like uh, my nice towels made of Egyptian cotton. Which which we all have, of course. That's yeah, the sort of towel that people have. Yeah. Matching. There's a matching set of like eight of them. You probably have more because, you know, you need extras. Like, some will be in the wash and you you can't keep your guests without towels. So it's important to have towel charms. Tally says, don't forget to bring a towel. So, yeah, that's a, that's a little South Park reference, yes? Just a little South Park reference for the, uh, for the kids. Yep, the kids, for love, the kids. kids love South Park. Yeah. 
I believe the the character um, mostly just just smokes the weed. He does, yeah. Very destructive lifestyle. tries to tries to get along in this world, which does, isn't friendly to towels. But he, whenever he tries to do something, he just uh, goes back to his to addiction his and yeah, his destructive old ways. You know, I I think I would say what he needs really is a charm. <laughs> And personally, uh, I feel charmed uh, for having shared this moment with all of you. Thank you very much for being on this podcast with me. I think we've, I think we've, uh, we've, we've got sufficient material now. What do you reckon? I think so. I think we're good. Yeah. Um, I think there's been some golden moments. I'd uh, also like to thank Byron for uh, encouraging and permitting this little experiment. And lastly, I'd like to thank Bowman for kindly agreeing to allow me to put his music as uh, the the theme for this episode. If it becomes an ongoing series, then I guess you'll hear a little more of that. Or maybe it won't, and you'll just never hear that music again. In your life. There's no other way to hear it. Also, you can hear Bowman's music on bowman.bandcamp.com. I'm on Twitter, at Sheavesy, S-H-E-A-V-S-E-Y. Bucky is uh, at Rinbarky, R-I-N-B-A-A-K-I. And Gumba is at Gumba Master. All right. Thanks, yeah. everyone. Bye-bye. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Did you say something? Bye, Gumba. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's all. Bye. Goodbye. Thanks. It's just me now.